0: Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It's Thursday, January 14th, 2021. I am Andrew Hansen, alongside Shane Caldwell and it's time to get you ready for the Sunday two-game slate in the NFL from a DFS perspective. Shane, a lot of star quarterbacks here to discuss and break down. Yeah, there's
1: no shortage of uh, of uh, superstar quarterbacks and future Hall of Famers in this slate here. And uh, we got some nice juicy over-unders, too. So that's uh, no complaints here from uh, looking at it from a fantasy perspective. We're, we're excited about this one.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, let's look at game one here. We've got the Browns traveling to Kansas City. And the Chiefs are 10-point favorites at home with an over-under on BetUS of 57. And that's been going up. So... Potential for a real shootout after the Browns and Steelers put up 85 points last week. So, man, talk about a fantasy DFS bonanza. The second game that we'll get to will, of course, be the Bucs and Saints. That total is 52, so a little bit lower. And the Saints are the three-point home favorites there. So, just like on the Saturday slate, we've got the number one seed as a a big favorite. Chiefs favored by 10. In terms of the... uh, Absences and, and uh, injuries. Coach Stefanski is back here for Cleveland. He watched the last game from his basement, and now he's going to be in Arrowhead Stadium coaching uh, the Browns. And I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I'll, I'll be curious about your breakdown, but I don't know if he's going to want to have preferred to be in the basement uh, than to see this one up, up close if, if the Chiefs get hot. And it worked pretty well for the Browns to, to have Stefanski at home. You know they yeah. really rallied around that that situation. Um, in terms of the players who are going to be involved in this contest, Denzel Ward is back in, so that helps the Browns' secondary. With the Chiefs, we've got C.E.H. questionable, and we've got Watkins questionable. He hasn't been practicing the last couple of days, so we'll keep an eye on that news, uh, and certainly uh, stay with us on Twitter for updates. There, you can find us at DFS Coach Talk, uh, Shane. Let's get after it here, 57 total. Will you have some exposure to game one? How much exposure will you have to game one?
1: As much as you can get. The problem yeah. is these Kansas City guys are expensive for good reason, right? So that's the challenging part is which what, which guys are going to get exposure to there. Yeah, let's start with the Cleveland side here. Um, you know, I'll start with the quarterback. Uh, the uh, I feel like this. I see this guy more on commercials than sometimes football games. But uh, right. Baker Mayfield here. Um, I you know normally I don't really like Baker Mayfield or the Cleveland passing attack. But um, the, just the fact that uh, they should be playing from behind here, and they should be forced to get more volume, and this could turn into like a little bit of a shootout here, um, coming from behind. You know, kind of like Ben Rosselsberger was against them last. Last week, it was ugly, but he had to have high volume, um, you know, and I think that they match up. OK, they got all their weapons. I like the fact for the Cleveland offense, their offensive line. They should be getting some of their guys back like Wyatt Teller and their other uh, G- treader, their other guard. Um, they've been banged up there. And that's been the strength of this team. You know, I talked about a few weeks ago how this is the number one rated pass rush or pass blocking and run blocking offensive line in the league by pro football focus, which is really surprising. Cause when you say who is the number one rated, you wouldn't say, Oh, it's probably the Cleveland Browns, you know? So they have a great offensive line when they're healthy. That means Baker Mayfield will have good protection here to hopefully stop the pass rush against, you know, Chris Jones and those guys for Kansas city and that he can sling the ball a little bit around just, just because they're going to be forced to. And I think just the fact that Baker Mayfield's cheap and he's going to get high volume and, Kansas City will give up some big plays. I think they can get it done. Now you can pair Baker Mayfield here with his main guy Jarvis Landry. I think Jarvis Landry's in a good slot a good spot here as well. He kind of lines up all over the place. You know, Kansas City's respectable. They're decent run defense or pass defense. But I think that, the, again, the way the game script's going to be, they'll, they should be ahead and playing kind of a prevent defense. And, and they're going to have to really be aggressive and fire it up to keep a pace with this Kansas City offense. I don't know if they can do that, but they're going to try is my point. So I like Jarvis Landry. I think if you want to go to uh, – I think we can go back to Richard Higgins. He's another guy that disappointed last week who didn't really get it done. Um, but because they had a big – leading that game they were up 28 to nothing they only had to pass on occasion when they were trying to just pick up a first down just to run the clock out um so Rashad Higgins I think could get more targets this week and they could take some deep shots with him as they're probably going to have to air the ball out a little bit more so he's a guy that can make some plays and then of course uh still sticking with the passing game here. Austin Hooper looks like he's in an excellent spot. He's getting more and more targets and uh, Kansas city's not really good at covering the tight end. Their linebackers are pretty slow, not really good. Austin Hooper can definitely beat them. So I think Baker Mayfield will be targeting him early and often. He'll be heavily involved in the game plan and he's, he's really cheap too on both sides. So Austin Hooper's a great play here. I think he's going to be highly owned though. It's not a secret that this is a great matchup. And then, and the, Running game, I always loved the Cleveland running game. I'd probably still prefer paying up for Nick Chubb here. I I have a feeling that everyone's going to be going towards Kareem Hunt, and I, I understand why because they're going to say, well, they're huge underdogs, and Kareem Hunt is the passing guy, the passing down back, right? But if you really look at it this year, Kareem Hunt hasn't actually done a ton of work in the receiving game. Like his amount of targets and catches has actually not been elite level. It's not like he's like Alvin Kamara level here for that. So and you notice that Nick Chubb is starting to catch passes now. And if anyone's been paying attention, you've seen how good of a runner Nick Chubb is, especially when this offensive line is healthy. So so that's why I like Nick Chubb. Obviously, Kansas City's not great against the run. Uh, 29th DVOA, you know, run defense, 21st in yards allowed per carry. And Nick Chubb is among the best in yards per carry, obviously. So if you combine that, a healthier offensive line and Nick Chubb in a good matchup, and obviously, like we always say, the game plan's going to be, we already know the game plan, right? Keep keep Patrick Mahomes off the field. That's your your only chance. If you can win in time of possession, similar to like the Las Vegas Raiders did against when they beat the Chiefs, they won in time of possession and then took some deep shots and, and made some plays, to beat the Kansas city chiefs, which is a tall order. That's the game plan here. So I like the Cleveland Browns offense here. You can get these guys cheaper uh, compared to Kansas city. So I'm really liking that side and I'm preferring more hunt over, or I'm sorry, I'm preferring more Nick Chubb over hunt. Cause I think hunts going to get a little bit high on cause he's way cheaper and people are thinking he's going to catch a ton of, a ton of passes. But I, I think that game he had with the two touchdowns last week was a little fluky. Remember they were up 28 to nothing.
0: Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I like Chubb and Hunt here, uh, you know, good matchup and Cleveland. Great uh, getting those guys into successful spots and being productive. I mean, it is a terrific attack that they have there. And uh, So I, I think Kansas city should be a little bit concerned about both of those guys. I think they can both pay off their value. Landry is my favorite target for sure. As a wide receiver, I think he'll get it done. Very reasonable price tag and Hooper, also in consideration for me, you know, I don't think he's going to be extremely high owned. I mean, you know, he is a good price and a very good matchup, but we've got good matchups basically across the board for the tight ends on this two game slate. Uh, yeah, he's 4,000 cheaper than Kelsey. So, you know, from that perspective, if you want to go to Tyreek Hill, who we'll get to on the other side, then maybe you want to save at the tight end spot and you go with Hooper, but you could, you could certainly make a case for either of the tight ends in game two. So, uh, you know, for me, it's going to be a lot of Landry, uh, some Chubb, and and maybe a little bit of a hunt as well. Because I, I do think we'll get a back and forth here and get a uh, much more high-scoring game than game two. Even though the spreads are – the total is only five points higher, I think this one very easily could be 14 points or more uh, scoring than game two. So let's get to that Kansas City side and see how they're going to pile up all those points.
1: Yeah, so Pat obviously you're looking at uh Patrick Mahomes here. Uh you know, he's you know, he's in a good spot here. Kansas City, they are going to get Denzel Ward back in their secondary, but overall not a great secondary. Um, I will say that Cleveland's defense can get pretty good pass rush without blitzing. Patrick Mahomes is great against the blitz, and Cleveland doesn't really blitz much. So they do match up decent in, in terms of that. Um, but overall, the back end of the Cleveland secondary, like their safeties and linebackers, they're not good at covering at all. So this is an elite-level matchup there. Denzel Ward may be able to you know, run with Tyreek Hill at times and maybe limit him a little bit. Um, But overall, Tyreek Hill, he moves all over the place and he's and he's pretty much uncoverable. So so we're looking at Patrick Mahomes. And then, of course, you got you got his guy Tyreek Hill here. The only the only decision is, are you going to go with Tyreek Hill or Kelsey? Because Kelsey's in a great matchup. Cleveland Browns really bad. One of the worst teams in the league against the tight end and Kelsey is elite level by far the best tight end out there so he's going to be heavily involved in the game plan and they're they're going to have a hard time stopping him so I slightly prefer Kelsey over Tyreek Hill just because it's hard to play both of them uh, especially if you're pairing them with Mahomes here um, but Tyreek Hill still in the mix especially for building multiple lineups because we know the type of massive ceiling that the guy has um, and then, uh, you know, you can take a look. Uh, I think that Sammy Watkins is kind of important what's going to happen with him. If he's not playing, then obviously that opens up Demarcus Robinson and Nicole Hardman, their big play threat uh, guy. Um, but if Sammy Watkins plays and we can get a report that he's not going to be limited, I think he's a decent play. You know, Sammy Watkins, like the narrative with him is that he pretty much uh, – you know, he, he will pretty much uh, start out the season good. So he'll have like a huge game at the beginning of the year and then he'll play good in the playoffs and everything in between is kind of garbage, but exactly. <laughs> so it's Sammy Watkins time. So, and you know, you can get him super cheap and you got to pay down somewhere you're getting, you know, you're getting that cheap exposure to the Kansas city offense. So I would say if you feel good about Sammy Watkins health, when you look at the reports going into Sunday, then I I would fire up Sammy Watkins. If, if it's not looking good and he's more doubtful, or limited, then you can look at Michael Hardman or Demarcus Robinson, uh, for that matter, um, is what I'm looking at here. And I'm not really wanting to play with these running backs a lot. Uh, I I don't trust Clyde Edwards-Healy. If it's a hip injury, I feel like he's going to be limited. He might get out there a little bit. And then, um, you know, the question is, who are you going to take then? Because you know, Darwin Thompson got on the field and had like a huge game in like garbage time week 17 when they're resting guys. He had a monster game. Uh, And I know that the old uh, reliable, you know, Darren Williams, we were talking about him earlier, how, uh, you know, you feel like he's the most reliable and he's good at pass protection, which is important. Um, And then you have Le'Veon Bell. You know, one theory is, let's say Clyde O'Leary is limited. They might be they might have been saving Le'Veon Bell for the playoffs as he's uh, also very experienced veteran type guy who can do everything. So I kind of like Le'Veon Bell if we feel like uh, CEH is limited as one of the guys I would play. It's just not my favorite play because in, in general, Kansas City's so good in the pass game that they don't even really have to run the ball that much. And Cleveland's, uh, you know, better against the run than they are against the pass, of course. So, um, so that's why I don't like the Kansas city running backs, but if I had to choose one right now, it would probably be Le'Veon Bell, but it's, it's looking a little iffy right there too. So uh, where are you at here?
0: Yeah. You know, that running back group is so tough. Because, I mean, we saw it it was against Denver, right, when CEH was active last second and then he didn't play. Uh, And they're all just slightly different. And you've got youth. You've got uh, age and experience. You've got guys who can catch it and run it. Uh, So it's, to me, I don't think I'd want to invest in any of them in a cash lineup and feel good about it. It's more of a GPP play to try to figure out who's going to get the most touches. I would... I would lean towards Bell or or Daryl Williams. I kind of like Daryl Williams in the fact that he has more experience than Bell in that system. You know, he's had success. He can run it and catch it. Uh, And he's cheaper. So I'm going to probably get him in a GPP lineup or two. But I mean, Le'Veon Bell, you know, he's uh, a lot to be said for him, for sure. With his experience with the pass catchers, you know, it, it's Hill and Kelsey for sure. And it is kind of fun to try to figure out, can you build a lineup with Mahomes, Hill and, and Kelsey? Um, it's very challenging. I think it's a little bit easier on DraftKings. I'm going to keep playing with that and we'll see if we get any late news here at the end of the week that might uh, open up some value. Sammy Watkins is, is one issue, like you said, you know, because if you get Hardman or Robinson in there, uh, they're very cheap. And to, to get a... Whether you, whether you have Hill and Kelsey or not, if you get one of those guys in your lineup, I, I like those price tags, you know, to get a piece of the action here against the Browns. Uh, Big Ben just threw for over 500 yards against them. Yes, we've got Ward, but uh, this is Mahomes. This isn't Big Ben. So uh, I look for a lot of, of passing yardage here for the Chiefs, and they're going to have a ton of exposure to this passing game. Uh, one question before we get to game two. The defenses here in Game One, Shane. I don't really have any interest in either one. I plan to use my defense with either the Bucks or the Saints. Uh, do you look at that any differently?
1: Yeah, I mean that's where I was leaning uh, for the most part. Uh, you know, Kansas City's defense—they're—they're they're fairly expensive if I remember right. Uh, you know, Kansas City is the one defense you might—I might play just because I think at some point in this game the Cleveland Browns will be in desperation mode and Baker Mayfield might take some risk and have potential for like a pick six or something like that. So that's why in, in you know, also I think that they have a pretty good pass rush, Kansas City. So yeah, if I were to take one, it'd be Kansas City. But I agree with you. I would, I would probably lean more towards, you know, the Tampa Bay or New Orleans defense in the, in the, in the second game there. Um, here's another, uh, here's an interesting narrative with this game, though, uh, that I, I forgot to mention is I mentioned that I don't really love Kareem Hunt in this game, but do you buy into that narrative that they might give the ball to Kareem Hunt more and he might be even more motivated to get involved in this game plan because Kansas City, he got himself into trouble, but they pretty much gave up on him and, and cut him, you know, after that situation. So do you yep. do you buy into that at all?
0: Absolutely. I'll take a little yep. edge. You know, in football, you can use that extra motivation and energy to your benefit. It's a lot tougher in you know, a sport like baseball. You can't just tense up and try harder and, and be more successful. So uh yep. I'll I'll take a little edge there for Hunt for sure and and save on uh the salary from from Chubb.
1: Yeah, it definitely didn't really
0: end well with, with them, so no, I can see him being a little motivated to have a big game here. So No doubt about it. Yeah. All right, well, before we get to those defenses in game two, let's check out this tremendous offer from BetUS.
2: Listen up, sports bettors. It's go time, so put down the beer and make every sporting event more exciting by putting stakes on the line. Earn bragging rights over friends as you rake in the cash from each week's betting action, but don't settle for any other book. Choose America's favorite sportsbook with over 25 trusted years in the industry. You need a sportsbook with integrity and longevity, and most importantly, a sportsbook that pays. BetUS has your game with action on football, baseball, and basketball, MMA, golf, horses, and even eSports. No other sportsbook in the industry is committed to their users like BetUS. So sign up now and get on the winning side of the ball. Welcome back. And thank you to BetUS again
0: for extending that offer here as we head towards mid-January. 149 at BetUS.com.pa. Use that promo code COACHTALK. All one word. You get to use that money at BetUS. And you get a free membership with us all the way until April 1st. So stop messing around. This is the time. Take advantage of that tremendous offer. Never seen anything like it. And we've got an amazing weekend of football here. We're we're finally in the groove here in the NBA. PGA just stopped up, just started up, and we're crushing it here in Hawaii. My man, Peter Malnati, is destroying the field as a $6,000 uh, play. So great, great time to join us. Uh, we'd love to have you. If you're not into the sports betting, same 149 offer at dfscoachtalk.com, our website. Sign up there, and then we'll send you an email, get you into our Discord. That's where we give out our full lineups. On FanDuel, cash lineup, GPP, and then the coach's clipboard on DraftKings for all the bigger slates with core plays and pivots, and then the core GPP and cash plays for a two-game slate like this. All right, Shane. Game two on Sunday, the 6.40 Eastern kickoff. It's Brady Brady and Breeze. You know, all the letters mesh together because it's the uh, Hall of Fame quarterbacks that start with B that they kind of go neck and neck as they keep passing each other for all these records of touchdowns and yardage. And we'll see, you know, who's going to last longer in terms of age and It looks like Brady right now, Um, you know, he seems locked into coming back, and Breeze, we're not so sure. And Brady had a more productive season, you know, due to Breeze's injury. But now they get to match up for the third time this season. Breeze has gotten the better of Brady as the Saints are are 2-0 in these matchups, and I can't wait for the third matchup. In terms of the injuries here, we've got Ronald Jones practicing but limited with the quad, so we're not sure – what the situation is with, with Jones and Fournette. On the Saints side, we've got Latavius Murray questionable. So uh, some, some nicked up running backs that we'll have to keep an eye on here as we get closer to kickoff. But uh, Shane, what are your thoughts here on this third matchup between Brady and Breeze this season? Yeah,
1: interesting matchup here. And the question is, can the New Orleans Saints beat Brady, the GOAT, beat him three times in a year? That's pretty tough to do. Um, Tampa Bay, I think their their team is clicking on all cylinders right now. I think they're a lot better than they were the first two matchups. They didn't really have Antonio Brown in the second game. It was like his first game and he wasn't fully acclimated yet. So they didn't have their full array of passing, passing attack here and their weapons uh, going there. I know that the Tampa Bay defense is looking a little shaky lately, um, but at times the New Orleans offense isn't really dominating right now either. So so I, I, I kind of lean still that New Orleans can pull this game off. But I don't think it's going to be a, a big blowout and lopsided like the first few games were. I think Tampa Bay is going to give them, give them uh, some problems here. So I, I, I do like Tom Brady here. Um, obviously, if you're choosing between, you know, Patrick Mahomes or something like that, obviously you're going Mahomes. But I like Tom Brady as a pay down option here at quarterback um, I think with his weapons, even though New Orleans is really tough, they got a tough pass rush. They got good coverage. I think Brady, with his uh, with his, his being able to read coverages and get rid of the ball very quickly and the weapons that he has, I think he'll be able to find the mismatches and still move the ball against them. Um, so I do like Tom Brady in this matchup. And my favorite guys to go with with him would be, I like Chris Godwin to bounce back. He had a decent game last week. Um, but he did drop quite a few passes, which was kind of a, a fluke for him. He's usually pretty reliable. So I look for Chris Godwin to get a similar type of, you know, 11 to 12 targets. But I think he'll get even more production out of those targets. He has the best matchup in the slot against the New Orleans Saints here, against Gardner Johnson there. Um, and then Antonio Brown, I like him on uh, being able to take some deep shots with him. And also those quick little screen passes as he's he's pretty quick off the line there, too. So I like Antonio Brown. Typically, Mike Evans doesn't do well historically against, uh, you know, against Marshawn Lattimore. So, I mean, it would be kind of a contrarian GPP play if you're playing multiple lineups because Mike Evans is talented enough to beat him. But historically, he's done really bad. So that's why I'm leaning more towards the inside guys like Godwin and and Antonio Brown, who kind of does everything. And you see the connection between godwin and antonio brown and tom brady it just keeps getting better and better so these guys are looking great for a passing attack here uh new orleans is pretty tough against the run so that's why i don't really like ta- attacking them uh against the run their their second dvoa and first and yards allowed per carry so i think that that's why tom brady will focus on the quick passing game and get a ton of volume here and they might be playing from behind which is good for the game script too if i t- if i'm going to take a tampa bay running back then if i feel like uh you know, if I feel like Rojo is uh, limited, then I then I would probably take a look at Leonard Fournette as he can get involved in the passing and and hopefully get some goal line carries as well. But I'm not really that excited about it. Mostly excited about Brady and the passing game for the Tampa Bay Bucks here.
0: OK, yeah, I'm not looking to, to get uh, invested in that running game and I could consider a piece of the passing game. But I don't think I'm quite as excited about it as you are. I mean, I do like Brady's recent performance better than Breeze, and he is the GOAT, and so I do think he could lead the, the Bucks to the upset here, but I just don't feel great about it. I really like the Saints' defense, so uh, Godwin, you know, one of the inside guys, like you said, Godwin O'Brown, would be the guy I'd most likely use. don't really like the Evans situation. Gronk is in play. Uh, but I, I'm, a, I'm a lot more interested in this Saints side because um, I, I like I like that defense. So let's transition over there and, and talk about New Orleans. You know, like you said, they haven't really been clicking and they've had a lot of issues here this year with Breeze going down, Michael Thomas being out for an extended period of time. And now Lat Murray's a question mark. So, you know, let's just assume that Murray plays. Everybody's healthy, healthy enough to be out there how do you think the saints offense will fare against tampa
1: yeah i mean i i I don't really love drew Brees here or actually michael thomas i'm normally a pretty big michael thomas fan i know michael thomas looking a little better but i just don't feel like he has the upside that he used to and uh you know tampa bay has been getting burned by wide receivers lately but i feel like they're they're like bigger uh you know like jamal dean and carlton the other guy that's beyond on 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 uh, michael thomas those are like bigger physical corners, so I think they match up with the physicality of Michael Thomas on those quick slant routes and that type of thing. Um, so I don't think he can bully them around as much. So I think it'll make it a little bit more difficult for him to have a huge upside game. And uh, I think that they got a you know pretty decent pass rush as well. And Drew Brees is going to looking to get rid of the ball quick, which limits his upside there. So so that's why I just don't love that connection, but I do like you know Elvin Kamara. You know, we talked about last week how uh, the Bucks are really good at uh, stopping the run. They're first in DVOA, but they're the worst in the league pretty much for giving up receptions to running backs. And that's what Alvin Kamara does. So I look at Alvin Kamara as basically like an extra receiver out of the backfield. And, and he can still get some rushing carries as well and hopefully get in space. So I think they'll look to get him heavily involved. And again, uh, he reminds me of you know in a in a pretty tough matchup. Reminds me of Aaron Jones, where he's just a talented guy who's a big playmaker who can just make people miss and get. And they're looking to scheme him and get him in space here. So I think he's going to be heavily involved in the game plan for Elvin Kamara, and he's the guy that I like here. Even though Tampa Bay is a tough defense, I think he'll get it done through the air and get a little production on the ground too. Um, and then from there, if we don't like Michael Thomas, um, you can go down to Emmanuel Sanders just because he hasn't done anything lately. Um, but he's the type of guy that could that could pop off and have a big game at any time. You know, he's still one of the uh, more talented receivers on this team. And you got that recency bias working for you uh, in terms of him not doing anything lately. It's not much. So you're going to get him at low ownership. And if he ends up having, you know, even 60 to 80 yards and a touchdown, that, that'll that get you there with his his pretty cheap price here. Um, and then I, I want to take a look and see what's going to happen with Traquan Smith because he might be coming back. He's kind of a big slot uh, wide receiver. He's coming back off the injury list or I think the COVID list. So he, I think I expect him to be playing probably in the slot. Um, and I could you could take a look at him if you wanted a punt play that's like minimal price on both sites um, just because they, they do, uh, you know, it's a better matchup inside against Tampa Bay in the slot than it is typically on the outside. So Traquan Smith could get involved and, you know, he's, he'd be, you know, if he catches one touchdown pass or one play that would get you there, that the value. So he's more of a dark throw, deep GPP play if he plays, because a lot of people probably don't realize he's going to, he's likely going to be back yet this week. So, so he's a guy I'm kind of looking at uh, just as a multi-entry kind of guy.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll pick it up there. I like that spot for the saints. If Traquan Smith is out there, I could look there, you know, because if you want to get two out of the three of or two or three of the four of Mahomes, Hill, Kelsey and Kamara, you got to you got to get some cheaper players in here. Right. Yep. So Traycon Smith is a guy that could make some sense. I wouldn't mind if he sits, though, and we could maybe get some exposure to Deontay Harris. I was really impressed with how he looked against Chicago. He just kept showing up with the ball in different spots and showing off that amazing speed. So I, you know, the, the hard thing with new Orleans though, is that they, they come up with these game plans and there's usually some random receiver that they draw up a play for. And maybe it's Callaway or, or uh, so they, and and all of a sudden they get a touchdown and they break the slate on a two game slate because they're cheap and they, they hit a big one. So you got to be careful with Sean Payton and and really try to figure yeah. out who's going to be available and who you could go to because I I liked how Harris looked. With the the rest of the offense, you know, Kamara is one of the few expensive running backs that I would consider against Tampa, because they're so strong against the run. But like you said, not great defending running backs who catch the ball. There's no one better than Kamara at that. In their first matchup in Week One, he had a rushing and a receiving touchdown. In their second matchup, Week 9, he had a rushing touchdown. They didn't need him quite as much in the 38-3 blowout. I think they're going to need him some more this week, so he's certainly in play. But it is tough to figure out you know, who you're going to pick out of those expensive guys uh, with Hill and, and Kelsey. So uh, he's not a lock to make my first lineup because of that, because I love the spot that those Chiefs guys are in. In terms of the other wide receivers, you know, I'm thinking about Michael Thomas here. In that second matchup when he was easing back into the lineup against the Tampa, he got five for 51. I think it's likely that he'll do better than that. You know, I think back to those Rams receivers and how well Cup and Woods did against the Bucks with those short passes. So I think he can do it. Um, so I'm going to think about him uh, throughout the, the weekend here and figure out uh, which lineups I want to get him in. I, I, I do want some exposure to Michael Thomas. And then with the defense, uh, again, I, I don't want to play a defense from game one, and so it's going to come down to game two, and I am I am leaning towards the Saints. I think they have a very reasonable price, so I, I'm going to have a lot of exposure to that defense. Do you think that uh, Tom Brady is going to do well enough where you don't want to play that Saints defense, or are they in play for you? Mm-hmm.
1: No, they're in play uh, because Tom Brady's going to have to really be pretty aggressive in the passing game. And he has been prone to making a few mistakes here and there. So even if they're scoring, I'm looking for defenses that can, you know, they can maybe get a pick six or some fumble and, you know, get some sacks and that type of thing. Um, So I think that that, um, you know, Tom Brady's a little bit harder to sack, even though he's not mobile. He just gets rid of the ball pretty fast. That's the only difficult thing. But he, his, his, some of his throws are a little questionable at times. So he could make some mistakes. And they got a great secondary. They got good safeties in the back end for the Saints. The only thing is, is if you're looking at FanDuel, the Saints are by far the most expensive. Um, you know, I'm looking at. I think this is the Sunday only slate. They're 4800 compared to let's say you wanted to go with the Bucks and be a little more contrarian at 3500. So there's a big price difference there. But yeah, DraftKings pricing would be a little bit different there. But yeah, you could I'm looking for, you know, defenses that they might give up some points, but they might make a couple huge plays as well. So that's, you know, on the defensive side, that's kind of what I'm looking for this week.
0: Yeah. And DraftKings, they're uh, they're cheaper than the Chiefs. They're thirty one hundred and the Bucks are only two hundred less. They're twenty nine hundred. So I like the value over there on DraftKings for the Saints. Yeah. Well, we hope, hope you enjoyed this two-game breakdown. Make sure you check out our Saturday podcast as well for that two-game slate. And we'll get you ready for the full weekend slate if you, uh, if you watch both shows. So we invite you to do that. Uh, make sure you hit the like button and subscribe on YouTube for us with these free podcasts in front of the paywall. And hit the alert button so you know when they post. Our uh, NBA podcasts are posting now seven days a week right around 2 o'clock Eastern time. So uh, get in the groove with those. Shane, any final thoughts here on the Sunday show? Oh, no, I think we're we're ready. We're set
1: up for a big weekend, and everyone enjoy the games. You know, you only have so much NFL left, so you got to soak it up. And there's some great matchups here. So I'm just looking forward to watching these and building some awesome lineups and winning winning this weekend. And just enjoying some really competitive, great football games here.
0: Yeah, that's right. We only have seven games left, and this is such a fun weekend with these these doubleheaders on Saturday and Sunday. I can't wait as well. So like you said, enjoy those games. Hope you enjoyed the shows. Let us know if you have any questions on Twitter at DFS Coach Talk. Follow Shane at D-E-T Sports Shane. You can find me at Language Olympic. And the coach is available at J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. So on behalf of Shane Caldwell and the rest of the DFS Coach Talk team, I'm Andrew Hansen. Thank you for joining us. And we'll see you next time as we look to crush it in DFS.